Welcome 2209. We're sitting here with Mike, Jason, Angie, Lavinia, and Steve Lanier. Today is March 10th, by the way. All right, so Steve, um, I know Angie's got some questions for you. Go ahead, Angie. I mean, I know who you are personally, but how about if you give us a little intro on your background um, with the company and with the union? Uh, how many years do you have been? And uh, With the company, I have uh, 20, going on 21 total years. Uh, I spent nine, nine and a half years at uh, Delphi at that time, which turned over to GMLCC. And also, uh, I have actually, as of yet two days ago, I had my, my 10-year anniversary. Congratulations. At this plant. So at, at this, this plant. plant. Okay. Right, at okay. this plant. Turn up, turn up. Uh, uh, which mm-hmm. Delphi plant did you work at? Uh, Rochester, New York. Okay. Delphi plant in Rochester, New York. Very cool. I know uh, we have a lot of transfers at our plant, so I obviously have no idea what that's like. Yeah. So it, how, how was that for you and your family to uproot your, your lives, I guess, and move all the way over here to Fort Wayne, Indiana? Well, with me personally, it wasn't a family decision. Uh, because I wasn't married at the time, okay. but uh, I was a committee person on the shop committee, and I was also a vice president of the union. I held two offices, okay. and when we got the word down, because you figure at that point we were when you're a GMLCC plant, mm-hmm. they can sell you a, a, a GMCH. I'm sorry, GMCH, but LL right. component holdings right. type thing. But when you're a component holdings plant, they can sell you at any time. Uh, what I was trying to explain to a lot of the seniority folks and uh, there at that time that you you need to leave. You know, GM does not want to be in the parts business. We are parts plant. Right. There was mm-hmm. a time that we had like close to seven thousand people at that plant back in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Now you're down to like five six hundred folks. Mm-hmm. You have nothing mm-hmm. to negotiate. You have no no bargaining right. here. So. You know, in order for me to live again, right. is what I would say. In order for me to live again, I need to go to a truck plant. So, so. did they do any layoffs? Because I know I'm a Delphi. Yeah. I came from Columbus. Yes. And it was a family decision for me. Mm-hmm. I had to do it. But Yeah. They did. did they, they What they did, or? they had an SAP program is, is what they did in 2006. Yeah. Um, I was part, I was an alternate committee person then. And what they did was they forced Anybody with 25, 26, 27, 28, 29 years out to retire. and to retire early. But at that time, they were making like 16 bucks an hour, quote unquote, with the money it was bringing in per week. Right. You know, which we were still in negotiations. That's where all the new temp stuff comes from because they forced everybody out. So they brought everybody mm-hmm. in at lower wages mm-hmm. to try to save the company. Right. And uh, it was just a very... Uh, devastating move because then we wound up having more temps in the plant than, than seniority yeah. employees. So uh, for those of our members that don't know what uh, SAP is, could you elaborate on that just a little oh, bit? Oh, sure. Uh, it's a separation. Uh, if you is don't know the acronym. Yeah, it's program? Yeah, it's okay. separation think, assistance program. Yeah, there what, we go. What does that assistance. do? What it does is they separate you mm-hmm. and they give you some assistance. To go, Great. those that have the high seniority, yeah, uh, they I think they offered them thirty thousand, okay, yeah. at that yeah. time, yeah. Um, and the rest of them kind of attrited out, okay, you know, so so thirty thousand to retire right now, kind of right. like what we're doing with retirees that are playing. well, that was back well, then, mm-hmm. right? That was right. back then, right? Do, you know? we did, did they have... actually give them thirty thousand? The, those that were for the those that retires, those that 
those that had the 30 plus years, they only okay. gave like 2,000 of them that money and the yeah. rest of them. I think we yeah, had a similar thing in our last contract with like the right. Lordstown Warren. Yeah. They also um, offer mm-hmm. buyouts for people to, yes, they did. Uh, to, to separate. Yeah, so with the company, right? With so the company, you have yeah. No so that you totally, nothing. You, you, you had nothing. Yeah, right. You lost everything. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was 140 and 70, depending yeah. on how many okay. years you had. Uh, you, 10 under. 1 to 10. And 10 over. Was 70 and then over is 140. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's why I'm still at GM. Yeah. And that's a lot of things that are members that have been here or only moved because or transferred because of just wanting to mm-hmm. um aren't really familiar and understanding like all the different ways that people trickle into different plants mm-hmm. or the decisions they make and information that they should be even aware of when they're reading our contracts mm-hmm. and stuff too yeah um because that can be definitely impacting to, on every different level but since you've been here, mm-hmm. um, you have gotten really involved in our local union, but mm-hmm. not just our local union. You do work outside of the union for yes. our community as well. Yes. You want to let our listeners know what you do on your own time? Okay. Well, let me, I've got to back up a little bit and let everybody know that before I came here, uh, I was not only an elected official on both sides, but I was also uh, co-chair of the Community Involvement Committee. I was on the women's committee. I was on. The, I helped create a diversity committee uh, that was union and management working together, and uh, I think I was on another committee too. Uh, I was on like four committees, but I was pretty busy, always doing gate collections, uh, always in, always getting new people involved at the gates, mm-hmm. new faces, not just the same old people, because everybody wanted to do something at some point. Exactly. So you get them involved, a little time off, mm-hmm. show them some love. And uh, kept, kept people intrigued. Uh, since I got here in, in March 8th of 2010, uh, <laughs> I, it took me a minute to get adjusted to the area because I pretty much didn't know anybody. And once I got affiliated, uh, being a veteran uh, from the United States Air Force, I got in touch Thank with the Legion. Thank you for your service. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I, I joined the American Legion, Post 148, and I never even dawned of even having joined back in new york you know so but here that seemed to be where everybody was going and there was a lot mm-hmm. of veterans here so it was nice to congregate and get together and then to once get that I, camaraderie yeah and, and w- once i got involved i started doing things i first you got to learn the system and see how mm-hmm. people are doing things and once i became i now hold the position of second vice commander there uh of the post i'm also the building association president <laughs> so Holding the role of second vice, I'm in charge of entertainment, special events, gaming, uh, you name it. So I pretty much do a lot down there already. Mm-hmm. And I kind of elevated it a little bit because having a nonprofit status means you can go out and get money from people. Mm-hmm. That was something that they never did there. They were all, you know, everything was always close knit in. Mm-hmm. You know, well, we don't, we can't do this, we can't do that. Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get some letterhead, type up a letter. And let's go solicit to some of these companies. You know, we're not for profit. You can go to Walmart, Kroger's, Costco's, uh, GFS, UAW Local 2209. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, for you know, sure. And uh, I started a uh, back to school book bag program because I always believe in giving back. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started out with just me and uh, one guy, Foundation, 
he's a, a barber, local barber, uh, right there on Pontiac Street. And we had 50 book bags. I begged the union to let me have $300 to order some book bags from Chicago. They right. delivered them. Mm -hmm. And we handed out 50 book bags. That was it. That's all I had. The next year, I had like 300 <laughs> book bags. But I had an all-out, you know, uh, party pretty much for the kids all yeah. from like 10 to like 6 where I had the, the moonwalks. I had uh, some of the, I became second vice, so I had a lot of the local entertainers, you know, donated their time to perform for the grown folks outside while the kids played. So I had uh, barbers, 11, 12 barbers giving free haircuts. Hair, I had haircuts. ladies doing nails. I mm -hmm. had uh, somebody giving mas massages. I had just about everybody. People who wanted to do something for the kids in the community, that's what they did. But that was a big thing. And I also, like I said, I just try to give back. I just try to help folks. And I was really excited about that. Um, when I got a divorce, I was a single mom with three kids, and I lived right down the road from that legion. Mm -hmm. um, and that our community really needs uh, more mentors, more mm -hmm. stability, more help, uh, more people being active in the community. That's one of the main reasons I wanted you to Go ahead and discuss that because I was so excited when I heard about this backpack program because there was like a year I really struggled. Like yeah. my son just had open heart surgery and it was back to school time. Yeah, Like what am I going to do? And we didn't have those options then. Mm -hmm. um, this was like 20 years ago. Yeah, And so it really is awesome that not only are you involved in our local, you got our local involved in our community as well. Mm -hmm. But making sure that we're active and involved in our community is such so important like even during the strike that we just had mm -hmm. you know That's the community really stepped up and had our backs and we need to keep putting forth that effort in our community well it's people like you that i mean not just you but people that work in our plant that do things that you do like the backpack program and stuff like that for the community is why the community was so supportive of us during the strike and i don't know that everybody realized how much they had our back but yeah, I mean, not until they actually came out and we everybody could visually see it how yeah. supportive the community was. Yeah. yeah, because at one point they used to think that like the unions were just little groups, like party groups or something. You know, like mm -hmm. they weren't real. But now they're seeing now that we are actually like we're here. We're we're saying if you need us, we got you. You know, because right. you know it's a right. lot of you know, and even myself, like just. Like with you, we went to the Boys and Girls Club a couple of weeks ago. Right, and I volunteered there. Yeah, I was you, I was at George Orton Saturday. And see, so, you know, so it's like I always want to give back. So yeah. it's like we we have a uh, George Orton and I go back since I got here. Uh, usually, real nice guy. We, we started uh, the Legion started a chess club for young men on Saturdays to learn how to play chess all ages. The Boys and Girls Club chess club. So we try to interact a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, also with Joe, uh, I've been talking to him because he's helped us out whether or not we want to need to fill out, you know, do a grant, you know, right. just different things. I right. reach out to different folks all the time. Uh, we're working on something now. So I'm supposed to be going to the Boys and Girls Club, I think within the next week or so. And, uh, you know, just continue coordinating is this with uh, the chess club thing or is this something else you guys are cooking up this is something else we're cooking up because we also are trying to get involved in reading uh having the kids read more yeah. you know uh, maybe doing some fundraisers for some books yep you know we also try to help out uh the shepherd's house 
you know, where uh, vets who are, you know, in a little trouble and need a little assistance, uh, we try to give to them as well, you know, do collections as far as, you know, uh, uh, clothing, you know, toiletries, things so like that. So does that, that include, is that men and female veterans? Yes. Okay, because yes. I have like boxes sitting at the door of my yeah. apartment waiting. We have veterans, believe just... me, veterans, we have a lot of female veterans, even on the executive board. Mm -hmm. okay. But we also, the, the, the American Legion is built up of the, your veterans, your auxiliaries, which is usually the daughter or either the wife of a veteran. Okay. And then you have the sons of the Legion, which okay. are sons grandfathered in. Grand, you know, son, right. grandson, right. that type thing. And uh, we used to have the riders where you can combine them and those that rode the motorcycles. Mm -hmm. So, but we, we do a lot of coordinating with a lot of things. We have fashion shows. We do, we just try to raise money. People think, the one objective that I used to try to get across to everybody there is, you know, first of all, I'm not here to be better than anybody. We just got to be different, you know, and we have to let the community know that we're not just a watering hole. Right. This is not the place for people to just come get drunk. Right. We have to have programs going on uh, for kids. Uh, right now, I'm working on uh, trying to get a little area for kids to come down there after school. Yeah. A little bit, you know, just come on down there and maybe have a PlayStation or something. All we need is one or two games. Right. Uh, we have a I started. Well, I didn't start, but I helped filter in uh, with a Hollywood with a Halloween safe haven where the kids can come near and have their Halloween. Okay. You know, we get uh, candy supported. Uh, I have we do an Easter egg hunt coming up, which yeah. I got uh, this local involved in. Uh, Man, I can go on and on. <laughs> so real quick, just going back mm -hmm. to what you were saying in the beginning about mm -hmm. um, the after school thing, mm -hmm. the 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 games and stuff. Mm -hmm. So basically, since you are on the podcast with Local 2209, we do have a lot of people who like to be involved and stuff. Mm -hmm. You could literally like right now just like put a thing, you know, ask someone if they would be willing or ask people if they would be willing so, you know, maybe donate a gaming system for yes. the Legion Hall. Yes. You know, and then yeah. that way, you know, they're listening because we do have a few followers. Yeah. So. If, if there's anyone out there that would like to help support the kids in the, in the neighborhood of Fort Wayne, no matter where you come from, no matter what color you are, we're there for people. We love everybody. You know, we're, we're a veteran organization. We're the American Legion. Uh, if there's anything you want to donate, whether it be games, regular board games, or a uh, gaming system, gaming system, <laughs> you know, like I say, I'm uh, we're working on coordinating something with uh, Joe Jordan. Actually, we're starting March 14th. We're getting ready to try to do some breakfast on Saturday morning. Awesome. Uh, starting from seven seven to eleven uh, on Saturday mornings. Uh, there was one other thing I wanted to mention real quick, and that was that I'm trying to work with the fire department and through a, a couple other agencies to try to create a safe haven zone. You know, a lot of people don't know about safe haven zones, and that's where someone can come to you and say, I need help, and you can just bring them in, you know, and, and give them a secure place until you find someone who can help them. 
because we do that with our veterans as well. If someone oh, okay. comes in and needs some bills paid or, you know, having some trouble with whatever, you know, we try to provide so you, for them. If they're already, hungry, we feed them. You already have the infrastructure, basically. Yes, and we you're do. you're saying we want to take in people from the community as well. Yes, we do. Because we own five lots within that area. Okay. So we're trying to utilize everything. Yeah. Um, do you guys, so like if I wanted to volunteer, mm-hmm. you, I could just, how would that work if I wanted to come and help you guys out with whatever you guys have going on? Do I just come in and say, hey, I'm Mike Scott. I'm here to volunteer. Basically. Okay. Just that easy. Basically. Because okay. there's, there's, you know, we have games that are open uh, to the public. Okay. We have our treasure hunt. Yep. We have our, which is on Thursdays at uh, 8, 8, 8 p.m. Actually, the jackpot's up to over $9,000. Whoa. So if you're, if you're in there, Let me in it's, it's a dollar a ticket. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you have to purchase your ticket before 845 I mean, 7.45 p.m. Okay. And they're going to draw a number. Mm-hmm. Whatever number they draw, whatever ticket, just like a ticket, just like that. Right. Whatever ticket they draw, that person has a chance to win over $9,000. If you're not there, you only win half. But you're going to win something. If you don't win the jackpot, <laughs> you're going to win something. And we right. also have a game on Wednesday that okay. we just started called Queen of Hearts. I think that's... Up to around a thousand dollars now. We just Dang. kicked it off a couple of weeks ago. Can you find are, this information online? Or? Yeah, uh, actually, it is online. I just haven't updated it this week because I've been busy okay. with the election coming up. Or uh, can you call? Yes. Where can, can our listeners go to find? You can drop the web address too, right? It just hasn't been updated on the website, right? Okay. Charles C. Anderson, American Legion. Okay. That's the the Facebook. Okay. And okay. So if you guys want more information too, go ahead and look at that. Um, if you want any more information, you can always give the Legion a call also. Mm-hmm. Um, what's their hours there? Um, weekdays, they open from uh, 4 p.m. till usually whenever someone, you know, okay. uh, 10, 11, 12 during the weekdays. On yeah. weekends, they open up at uh, 1230 until closing. 2 p.m. And so with all this information that you just gave us with how you work within the community, in 2019, you were the MLK Humanitarian Award winner. Mm -hmm. Does this have anything to do with why you were nominated and received that award? Uh, Yes, it does. But I when I look at the fact that my mom came here from New York to to see me get it, it made a bigger statement because I, I received this award. 37 years ago when I was in high school Mm. and uh, to see it come back round full circle means I did something awesome you know so my mom was proud of me then as a young man and I I had opportunity to make her proud again as a man you know and and a lot of this would not through everything that I've done uh, in my career I've always I've never done it by myself I've always had help Mm -hmm. and whether I was with this local or my previous local, 1097 in Rochester, New York, they've always, they've always played a big part of it. So, like I said, the union has helped me out tremendously. And there aren't a lot of times that I wasn't able to come to union meetings and do different things because they knew I was always out in the community doing something. So for me to be able to give back is why I got an election committee was to just volunteer my time. It was my way of giving back. Mm-hmm. And I was fortunate enough to be elected as co-chair, which was, I say, was, is an honor. 
So And then this is the first time you've been on the election committee. The only time ever. Ever? I've been okay. on so many committees. This is the first time I've ever been on election committee. Been and a lot of elections. So you've been no- you got <laughs> nominated. So the chair, co-chair. Yes. 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 So since since our union meeting with the nomination, you got elected. The last one to then, get elected. It, last one to be nominated too. <laughs> and now you're the co-chair. What else has happened since then with that election committee? Because there's a lot of people that didn't understand, like, you have to come in, nominate, we vote the people in. It's 30 people and six, six alternates. alternates. Yeah. Right. Um, so you got voted in. Mm-hmm. And then you guys as a committee as a whole ended up voting for the chair and the co-chair. Yes. Why don't you walk us through that? Because I know, Lavina, you're on the election committee, too. Yeah. So for... Some of the listeners that don't understand what that process is. Well, we gathered here one early morning, mm-hmm. and uh, we just basically had a meeting where everybody could meet each other, mm-hmm. uh, went over some rules and responsibilities real quick, and then we had to vote for your your co-chairs and your uh, alternate uh, co-chairs. So that took place, and to be nominated, I was, you know, okay, all right, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And and then to win, all right. I think I, I think I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> so and now right now the four leaders have been. I've already been to Cincinnati. Uh, I also do things for the NAACP. I'm a lifetime member. I'm also a member of the Martin Luther King Club. Uh, so I get real busy because we went to the training in Cincinnati. I had to stop in Indianapolis first and then leave in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. And drive to Cincinnati for training. <laughs> for training, so. And then you'll be going back. Yes, I'll be going back for more training. <laughs> for more training in Indianapolis in because a couple weeks. just being on the election committee, there is a lot more than just sitting at the table and registering people mm-hmm. for ballots. Because, I mean, there's a lot of legal stuff. There's a lot a of lot training. of legal stuff. Yeah, this, you can go to jail behind this. I mean, this is something. This is the law right you know what i mean right. this isn't something that you play with um they all know me i get along with everybody at least i try to mm-hmm. and but business is business we have to do what we have to do and right? this is why there's so much extensive training yeah correct yeah so it wasn't just like oh i'll join a committee and no, no. we there's a lot of training behind you have to go this. by your constitution so we do we do know you're new so we're not gonna uh, bother you with the uh, particulars. particulars we will have Alyssa williams on later to talk about the specifications with us so, yes uh, we're not gonna grill you too hard yeah i'm, the I'm like committee. the rookie so i'm i'm learning mm-hmm. you know me and Alyssa, we always text each other call each other right. or whatever stay in touch because we we you know there are no unilateral decisions between the two of us Mm -hmm. so we work good together i think uh, a lot of people don't understand the amount of work that actually goes into making the ship sail smoothly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean there's a lot of moving pieces and if um like you said like people can go to jail over this stuff if you guys aren't trained properly if Mm -hmm. um you guys aren't paying attention and someone's doing something wrong that that could be a big deal for yes. our union. So. Yeah, we're not even like you can't even have your cell phones with you during right. elections. Right. Like we can't have cell phones, none of that. So right. it's like it's just us yeah. in right. the room. And I don't think people it's done. Yeah, with the election committee, <laughs> I think people just assume that all you guys do is count it's ballots. Count and, no. and we're going to talk about that later. But um, I just wanted to really bring that up and how important it is. And I mean, I recently learned all the. 
particular, not from Alyssa, but another coworker, Stephanie Higdon. She's on yeah. the election committee too. She's been yeah. on it for a while. And she and was, she, I just asked her one alternate? day. Yeah, she's an alternate. And she uh, filled me in and I was just blown away mm-hmm. by the amount of things that you guys, the process yeah. that you guys have to follow, all the rules that mm-hmm. you guys have to follow. It was just, yeah, it was crazy. And you guys um, hold on to the ballots too. They don't just get tossed away, right? Yeah, you got to hold on them. If I'm not mistaken, I don't want to be wrong here, right. but uh, I'm, I think it's three years until the next. Well, we want to say congratulations and thank you, thank you for getting involved with the election committee. It's a lot of responsibility, and I didn't realize that until recently as well. So glad we got to share that. Today we actually snagged you after you took a class, yeah. a value of the vote class, yes. which we interviewed Amanda Myers and Amy Rude. Um, a couple weeks ago that instructed that class. Mm -hmm. So can you tell me uh, what your interest was in that class? The interest interest was pretty simple for me because I I come from what a lot of people don't know about the history of Rochester, New York, where I'm from. That's where Susan B. Anthony lived at. (laughs) Betsy Ross. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. uh, I mean, her house is a national landmark. You can go there on a tour, <laughs> right off Main Street. Yeah. You know, then also you had Frederick Douglass. You know, mm-hmm. you had a lot of abolitionists. There was a lot of history in Rochester, New York. Oh. I used to. And then you came to Fort Wayne. Then I came. Right. Then, I, then was, I came to Fort Wayne. Johnny Appleseed. I was going to ask S- you sight about that earlier. Yeah. What, what the culture shock was so like coming that, from a place that like is, that to coming to Fort Wayne? I tell Wayne. you, it was when I first when I first found out I was transferring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, okay. I said, where am I going? And they said, well, you're going to Fort Wayne. I thought I had Arlington. They said, no, you're going to Fort Wayne. <laughs> so I said, well, where, where is that at? I'm, so the guy right. looks it up on the computer, yep. and he just punches up a little graphic. Yep. And he said, you see all them buildings that are in red? I said, yeah. He said, those are all strip clubs and churches. <laughs> True story. <laughs> I was like, what? Surrounded by cornfields. <laughs> but Where? it's definitely... Culture shock is yeah. definitely gonna happen. Like yeah. when you come, well, I've been to Rochester. I'm not. I can't remember like how big, big it is. Mm-hmm. But when you come from a bigger city and then you come here, and literally, like I know, I I literally had like a. I was like, wait a minute! I just rode through downtown and like. Five lights? Not, yeah. I'm yeah. now downtown Columbus. You know, you going from right here. Oh, you know, you're going oh, yeah. for like five yeah, miles. There. Not even yeah. to mention the traffic there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I go home now and rush hour, I get anxiety. Yeah. I'm like, what? I'm not used to traffic no more. So it is a big culture shock. It is a big, it took me a minute. No freeways but I need here. It, I need it to, <laughs> right, right. One. I need it to, I don't know. I guess I had an opportunity to to find myself a little bit more, you know, just to. So how do you feel about being here, though? Once you got here, mm-hmm. you know, I know it's like that shock, like you said. But once you got here, now that you're here, are you glad you're here? You know, some people be like, you know, I'm just here for my paycheck still, you know. No. But like me, myself, I'm glad I came because myself, I got to grow. So do yeah. you feel that you got to grow? Yes, I did. Being here? I, I, I felt as though not only did I get to grow, but I, ha- I had an opportunity to, to help someone else grow. Right. If, you know, I always learned a long time ago, my uncle told me uh, when it came to doing things and challenges and even voting, be the change you want to see. So you have to get involved and, and do it. You know, if you want to see something happen, you can make it happen. You know, when someone sees you doing something good, well, 
okay, I like. Come on, I mean, I'm I'm open, man. I'm, I'm always working smarter, not harder. Exactly. Yep. Yep. That's one so. thing I preach too, is especially people at work complain about certain things going on, and I mean, it, it, it applies. What you said applies to all aspects of life. It's not yeah. just when it comes to politics. It's mm-hmm. not just when it comes to the union. It's everything. If you if you want something done. You go out and do it. Yeah. And that we wanted to make a podcast. Look where we are right yeah. now. So yeah. look at all the stuff that you've done mm-hmm. throughout your, your life and all the great things that you've done. Mm-hmm. And it was just the desire to want to go and do it. So the let's get back to this class that you took. Um, <laughs> and, and just because I haven't taken it yet. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't had the opportunity because we've been doing like the podcast stuff or back and forth and I'm in, in on the education committee. So we're doing our own training. So it's kind of clashed with my schedule and I will be taking it because I want to learn how to be more political active, Mm -hmm. like an activist. Um, This is a big presidential election year. Mm -hmm. Um, What is something in the class that you learned that you took from this class that you didn't know before you entered it? Well, I used to be a cap committee member, so I really (laughs) there wasn't. It was what I learned was from other people because you get a chance to learn what other people are thinking. Mm-hmm. Right. And we played different roles as a new hire, as a disgruntled employee or someone that didn't want to vote mm-hmm. and a political action person. You know, that pack person is coming out trying to get you to get involved. So we all had role changes. You know, everybody got a chance to jab at each other, do whatever, you know, ah, who cares about this stuff, you know, but. I really think that for us, the group of people that were in there, we're all people who've been around. You got to have that transition. You know, you got to mm-hmm. have the worker to worker. Sure, I know you want to tag us to go out there with those other folks, but you got to get those other folks in here too. Because the more people, if the class was just a little bit bigger, if it went maybe to 20 people, mm-hmm. maybe 25, you know, and, and, it's very. It was. It was intriguing because a lot of people. They're out there. Mm-hmm. Everybody who. Every role we played, somebody was out there. Because I right. think about guys. Yeah, that's him. You know, you can put names with every character. So we need to get more people to be um, like excited about coming and take this class, no matter what. If you have political experience or not, this class will help you talk about different mm-hmm. political views. Um, it definitely just, uh, sets up the structure on how to have that awkward conversation with your coworker. I yeah. will mm-hmm. say, you know, I just had a brain, a brain fire, whatever they say. My yeah. light bulb just went off <laughs> because I had brought this up uh, before with 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 management. I told them that when we have our shutdowns, why don't they bring people in and we can do our GMS training? You know, your team leaders and all that utilize that time. We got GMS instructors instead in the of plant. pulling them off the line instead for training. Of, instead of you know sending them up, you know where we can't send them to Black Lake. We can. We right. got people. We got instructors in in the plant. Mm-hmm. So why can't we utilize our union hall during that week and maybe have some classes? Because the one thing that's missed a lot with the new hires is orientation. Mm-hmm. They don't know what's going on. All they know is what somebody tells them. Right. Mm-hmm. Correct. See, it's, it's, I if, didn't if even you, have orientation. See, and see, but that's what I'm saying. They give you fish mm-hmm. instead of teaching you how to fish. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. If you went through that orientation process and actually saw what a form looks like, saw what you know, see how it happens in the union facility, mm-hmm. people will 
engage more. Be like, well, no, I need to do that. But it also creates less questioning, less wondering. Because mm-hmm. right. a lot of times people have questions but won't say anything because they don't know. Right. Well, they don't want to look dumb in front of their coworkers because their coworkers saying. have seniority. They're yeah. like, what do you mean you don't know what a quality check is? I had have a, to know that I had a guy no last night. I had a guy last night. He asked me, he said, Steve, I got vacation for this weekend. What day do I not come in? I said, you you work, you you don't have to come in Thursday night, which is our Friday. Mm-hmm. So you're all Friday and Saturday. Right. Now he's been there a couple years. Yeah. But he don't. These are the basic things. You he's know? a new hire. Yeah. Okay. Even even with the, you know, because a lot of people don't know the simple stuff. Right. Like the whole vacation bypass. enrollment like, thing what's through the phone a number lot to of call people? in so I can use my VR time. Yeah. You know. Instead, I wish that you know number one we had more leaflets i know uh we do the uh uaw the local uh, pamphlet that gets mailed mm-hmm. out but i know uh the president does her messaging they usually but even like for the education committee just a suggestion mm-hmm. put off some flyers like did you know right up top right boom boom couple bullets yep i know we're Next working month, on did you know some things did get changed mm-hmm. um, as far as like our TAP stuff with the education committee. So I know we're mm-hmm. working on getting that updated from the changes that were in the national. So there'll be a new brochure for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the national contract, there was um, like financial training that mm-hmm. they approved. So we're checking into that about what other different things. So I know we're working on stuff, but wording and stuff got changed in the contract. So we have held yeah. off on putting out n- any more pamphlets on anything until we get yeah. that updated information. Yeah. But you're right. There's so many different things like communication or just where to go or how to find it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been pushing in the podcast. If you went in doubt, you can always check uaw.org. Mm-hmm. There's a little tab. It says members. You click that. It says education, who's your regions, all kinds of different things. Um, talks about news, upstate, updates, media. There's a little education tab that gives you basic union 101, gives you a little skit on collective bargaining. So there's a bunch of different options for a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, if we don't have availment, available at the plant currently Mm -hmm. there's other options too so always feel free to check that out one thing i wanted to throw out there is if we do have uh, new hires or brand new people in the plant the most important thing you can do is to ask questions because what happens when you ask questions you get answers so Mm -hmm. there's something you don't know don't ever feel afraid that's what all of your brothers and sisters on the line are there for to the only stupid question is the one that's not asked right Right. You know, they say you only fail if you don't try. Mm-hmm. Right. But I mean, as as we wind down, I just I just want to say, you know, everybody's experience is is different mm-hmm. uh, in the union. God bless the UAW, because the things that I've learned over the years from when I first started and and being in the back then the jobs bank, you know, and then being afforded the opportunity to take classes right inside the plant, where I wound up getting my class B passenger endorsement license. I wound up taking computer classes where I learned how to create a website, (laughs) where I learned how to build computers. All this was done through the union with the tuition assistance program. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's just like anything. It's how you invest your time in it. Mm -hmm. You can get whatever you wanted. My time in the service, you got to make it work for you. Mm -hmm. You know, that's all. 
You know, that's why I was really wanting to get you on because you can really give like a personal feeling to your union involvement Mm -hmm. and, you know, from past to present Mm -hmm. to future, how that outlook can change not only yourself, Mm -hmm. the members around you, but also the community. That's why I was like, I got to get Steve on here while he's taking this class. Plus, you just got elected the co-chair of the election committee. Mm which is something we've been talking about because it's so important because we got our um, our in-house elections coming up. We'll talk about that with Alyssa some more. Mm-hmm. So I really, really appreciate you just opening up, talking, sharing. Um, hopefully the listeners go, hey, I guess I didn't realize I could probably help my church with mm-hmm. a food bank yeah, or something. If I go to the union hall and ask our union – you know, like, mm-hmm. hey, we're really low or clothing drive or anything. Mm-hmm. There are so many possibilities. Um, so I really want to say thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you for your service. Yes. Good luck definitely. with the election committee and all the upcoming training. Um, that's all I have. One other thing I wanted to bring up, um, even without the Martin Luther King Award and even without the you being elected to the election committee, you do have a great story to tell. And um I don't know. I feel really humbled knowing that you're here in our community and you're here. I'm humbled <laughs> and <laughs> hungry. <laughs> well, but, we can't feed you, but uh, we but can I feed appreciate you. One other thing I want to bring up is, I mean, there's other people like you in our plant. Mm-hmm. At that, I just wanted to let our listeners know, like, talk to your coworkers. People, everybody on that line has a story to tell about yeah. their life, and they all have just as interesting stories as you do. Yeah. I mean, it's it's wild. Like one day in 2015 when I was like, hey, Steve, let me ask you some questions. And I was like, wow. Like, it just blew my mind up. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I, I like meeting new people. I like hearing their stories, their histories. But knowing all the different involvement, mm-hmm. it opened my eyes up, got me hungry. Yeah. And so I still keep going out there talking to people. Yep. So, Yeah. We really appreciate you being on here today. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank You're welcome. you. You're welcome. Thank you th- and thank you um, for everything you do in the community because I am out in that community. Mm-hmm. So and I see it. So yeah. thank you, American Legion. If you want to volunteer, yep. August August the first, we're having our back to school book bag uh, giveaway. Also on that same day, local two two zero nine will be there doing a voting registration drive. Well, maybe local twenty two hundred nine could be there to do a podcast. So, also. If anybody needs, if anybody wants to volunteer, can they get a hold of you? Do they yes. just call to the you American can get a hold Asia? of me, and uh, uh, my email is uh, Lanier underscore Stephen S T E P H E N at yahoo dot com. Can you spell it Lanier as well? L A N I E R. All right, and that's underscore Stephen at yahoo dot com, or you can call me. Because I never turn my phone off. Five eight five four five five one three one four. All right, thank you. Uh, does anybody have anything else before we wrap up? All right, well, thank you again. Thank you. Thank you.